Hi everyone, welcome to Isle of a Time. This week it's just Luke and Dave chatting on the YouTube channel. Uh, a few problems with the sound on the actual YouTube video, I've had to take it down, so apologies if anyone went to watch it after the fact, it seems to be getting out of sync. Don't know why, I feel like we should have worked this out after a year of doing streaming, but here we are. Uh, just kind of running through a few things, we're going to talk about some good beer week stuff, we're going to talk about the Voodoo Ranger launch, we're going to talk about High Country Hops with uh, Bridge Road and talk about the beers we're drinking. Pretty usual stuff here, there, but uh, yeah, it's a good chat and we'll see everyone soon uh, for the next show just with Easter happening. I'm not sure when that's going to be, but I will say April 17th at Three Ravens Brewery is when we're going to be labeling the beers for the patrons. That same day, they're doing a fundraiser and launch for Pink Boots. So if you're a patron and you've got some beer coming your way, which all patrons will be getting some beer coming their way, if you want to come down to the launch, uh, you can pick up your beer on that day and, and give some money to Pink Boots. Uh, sounds like a pretty good day out. Uh, we'll probably be there all day eating and drinking and being merry. So yeah, join us at Three Ravens. Keep an eye on socials anyway for more details on that. Uh, that's it. been in a mad dash to get Good Beer Week up and running, as well sure. as uh, organising BrewCon and my and my other job as uh, content producer for the Good for Good Beer Week and the IBA. Uh, we also had a, a quick shout out to the Higher Country Hop, which I didn't actually make it up to up there in Beechworth, um, where it looks like a, an expanded version of the High Country Hop Festival they do every year with uh, some live music and uh, yeah, tons of or oh, I think there's. 10 breweries I think from around the, the region plus range and uh, Sailor's Grave went up for it as well yeah, okay. uh, hosted by Bridge Road and we organised an IBA kind of a mashup is what we call it like a kind of, a kind of seminar presentation kind of space um, it was a little bit more last minute than I, I would have liked uh, but we had a few people along some good presentations from Hot Products Australia Ellerslie Australia presented something, um, Bridge Road did, did something, Range Brewery was supposed to do a panel with Bright Brewery to talk about uh, fermentation hopping, yep. dry hopping and, and hazy beers, uh, hosted by Will, Will Zabel, friend of the show, uh, but Range, I think we're in quarantine so they couldn't make it, uh, unfortunately. What a bummer. Um, but bowl accounts went really well, I haven't actually had a, a recap from Kylie who was there from the IBA, but yeah. Cool to see. Um, really good, yeah. Cool to see kind of presentations. Not you know we do them at Good Beer Week and BrewCon, but um, out out of the city. I think uh, I think it's kind of cool. Yeah, different audience, isn't it? Yeah. So hopefully we can um, be a bit a bit better planned next year, and I can um, you know I, I'd put that on me, uh, and I reckon we can get a, a pretty good lineup going. Cool, cool. So up to this point, what were the biggest like uh, hurdles for getting Good Beer Week? To its current stage. So, yeah, for people that don't know, Good Beer Week launched. Tickets were on sale today. Uh, biggest hurdle, I don't know if you heard of this thing called COVID, Dave. Um, yeah, I've seen it on Twitter here and there. Mm. Uh, meant we are under-resourced. Yep. Uh, and a lot of venues, and, you know, obviously, a lot of venues decided not to do any events this year. 
Yep. Um, so we carried on everyone's event from last year and said, uh, you know, if you've registered last year, uh, we can refund you or we can just carry over and do yep. the same event or change your event. You know, let us know. Let us know what you'd like to do. A lot of people cancelled, uh, just they weren't confident that they could run an event. They just don't have the time, um, the energy, the resourcing, you know, yep. all, all reasonable options, uh, reasonable reasons. Yeah. Um, we're following. Yep. What's the current status or the current projected status for venue density is that supposed to be back to full by then i think we're back to full now are we yeah and i, I guess i'll circle back to that because i did reason yeah. fest the other week um which was a, a festival but um <laughs> yes it is festival <laughs> i'm just gonna pour a beer quickly what beer have you got i mean it's probably gonna be a fairly um decent theme of the show towards the end but i've got a uh, Bolter Hazy. All right. Um, Did you buy that the on the back of the chat? Yeah, yeah. I had the pint of XPA um, at the Taraji Hotel on the back of the chat. I bought that. I bought a four pack of that on the back of the chat. Um, I, I mean, I guess that's part of his charm, but Scotty got me like sort of pumped about. Oh, I, I sort of realized how long it had been since I probably drank a, um, a Bolter beer, and I was like, I'm, I'm doing it. I'm going for it. Nice. They uh they make really good beer. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. Um yeah, like I really really enjoyed that XPA that I had at the at the pub. It was outstanding. I think for beers that are going to be mem- going to be memorable for me this year, the Garage Project collab we had during the recording was Yeah. one that I th- That was the which one was that one? Bubble that Trouble. Pacific, what was the style? Do you uh, hazy hazy pale. Hazy pale? Yeah, that's right. It was there, they, I, there was something about it that's just going to stay with me in, in the best possible way. Yeah, nice. I didn't didn't have that one, which is annoying. Didn't one. you have it while we were recording? Well, maybe I did actually. Hmm. Yeah, we kept we kept getting deliveries anyway. Um, yeah, I was in my head about um, driving my car and not being uh, a grateful uh, guest as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You, had, you had other things on your mind. I did. Yes. Um. I just, um yeah, nice. Poured the beer de coupage from Black Arts Brewing. Yeah, that's um, a golden a golden ale. What's the? Is there a twist with that particular one? Uh, yeah. So this is the. It's a blend of mature wild ale with a young dry hop saison. Okay. Uh, as gorgeous as you want that to be. Yeah. Um, really nice. lovely. And uh, shout out to uh, Josh from Black Arts who dropped me around a bit of a. a pack of some of their mixed stuff um and some of their larger bottles it's been a, a long time since I've, I've actually had any of their beers uh and oh everything's just just exceeded expectations it's fun seeing them um in bottle shops in cans because uh yeah they're like those large format wild ale bottles can be like a financial barrier um for plenty of people and myself as well i'm mm. not always prepared to drop that kind of money on one on uh, one bottle if that's not what my um, goal is. So yeah, it's good to see it at a more like accessible level. Yeah. Um, so we'll probably uh, organise a chat with him soon. He's invited us down to the barrel room to taste some barrels and have a bit of a chat. So hey, if we have to, yeah. we can we can take one from the team and head down there. Um, so certainly, Dan just confirmed. Sorry, it's two two meters square per person. No cap on numbers though. So I don't know how the um, the BAU max numbers are worked out, but 
supposed to be some venues that can't accommodate their full capacity. Yeah. When it um so what we did to kind of combat that for Good Beer Week was decided not to have a print program this year because uh, normally Good Beer Week, I guess uh, behind the curtain, we start planning and we lock off all the events in October and then come mid-November, the festival's pretty much sketched out in our heads. We know what we've got, who's going to be there, what we, you know, if we don't have any fancy dinners or we don't have any live music, who if we need to go out and talk to other people. Yeah. Uh, and then come January, we would have proofread the final program, and then that would have gone gone to print. So January thirty first is the cutoff for that, and yep. then we let people update the online versions closer to the time. This year, just because of everything going on, we I only proofread it Tuesday last week, so we're two months behind that pro- process. Sure, sure. Um... But that means that people can change their events. Sure. But also, I'm just trying to think of what the, like, impacts of not having that physical version out earlier, does that translate into, like, much less ticket sales? Well, the physical version isn't out earlier. It normally gets launched at the Gala Showcase. Right. And we decided not to run that this year just because of the risk. Um, And for people that have been to the Gala Showcase, I think it's probably everyone's favourite or one of their favourite beer festivals at least. Um, Yep. It's, you know, as a drinker, it's so good. It's like, it's like the low, it's like the diluted essence of like a, what good beer week is. Yeah. It's, it, it's, it's, yeah, it's fun. And it's designed, sure. you pay your ticket price, you get your tokens, you go taste your beers, you get it some food. It's easy. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's in a relatively small space. Like it's it's good. It's yeah. just contained, yeah. And it's I think short session times. It's not you know it's in the city, easy to get to. So we and that I think is a huge marketing tool for us because we everyone that walks into that we give them the the guide and that's our launch for the guide. Sure. So everyone's walking away with that. So yeah, certainly that didn't didn't happen this year. Um, I am doing social media for the moment. Yeah. Uh, and I guess another peek behind the curtain. I haven't done a promoted post on facebook for two years i it's just something i haven't needed i i understand what it is from a consumer but i don't really even know what that means i'm assuming you just pay a certain amount and you get whacked up to more users than you would normally have access to based on what an algorithm yeah i guess pretty much you can set you can set certain parameters around it um for this one for us we just wanted to have get it out as widely as possible within yeah. you know a reasonable audience so age group geographically um hopefully people saw the ads on instagram and facebook uh but that was a bit of a oh crap i don't know how to do that <laughs> it's been so long i need a crash course and you know if I, you know anyone that works in social media knows that it changes month to month almost so sure what's the expected like return on investment with a promoted post i think couple hundred bucks will get you a few thousand people to see it right and then what sort of like retention are you aiming for with that oh that's probably a level above uh where i was at with this one um ask me in three weeks time yeah Uh, definitely this one was all about just kind of getting the branding out in people's faces and if people saw it hopefully they did uh then i did my job oh definitely 
Um, so, oh yeah, I was going to mention ResinFest. Yeah. Um, Sam Smalley in the comments says he thought he saw me at ResinFest uh, and he's going to come and say hi and didn't. That's a shame. I would have loved to say hi to Sam. Definitely. Um, but yeah, ResinFest was really cool and that was my first big experience with a lot of people in one room drinking, uh, you know, doing a beer festival sure. like a normal yeah. time. Uh, at Fixation there, you know, invite, invited their, you know, brewers that love to make hoppy beer and yeah, it was great. Really cool. Um, so what were the parameters? Like just literally just like hop focused whatever styles? Yeah, yeah. So Stomping Ground have got, I think, I don't think it's packaged, but it's, it's on at the brewery for sure. They did the same beer um, with lager yeast and USO5, which is kind yeah. of, I think it's USO5, the standard sort of ale yeast. A fail, yeah. Um, but hopped it throughout fermentation, so like a you know hazy style. Yeah. And then put them exactly the same beer, put them side by side on tap, which is great. Yeah. Um, the lager was the best, so good. That's like the only example I can think of that's interesting when you talk about top fermentation and bottom fermentation like i want to see what that does in that particular um process but yeah yeah and what was the difference oh uh, i can't remember distinctly i remember th- i think the lager had more more hop flavor more pronounced yeah that's interesting flavor. um i can't remember i remember that was one that everyone at the festival raved about and said go try that okay uh, is that because you want to like hop at, like you get a better, I mean, I was just going back to my homebrew days, but you get a better hop profile when you you put it in a colder temperature, right? So if they're doing it throughout fermentation, does that translate that way? The rules around hopping through fermentation have changed yeah, okay. so much since we homebrewed. Because, <laughs> you know, thinking back to then, you always wait until after fer- yeah, active true. fermentation to hop. And now it's like... Don't do that. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What are you? Yeah. And that, and that was you know there's a lot of myths in homebrew and it was like if you do that it's going to blow off all the hop aroma. Uh, meanwhile, breweries were like doing it and just getting the best, the best flavor. True. True that. Um, what, what what beer are you drinking by the way? Oh, it's the beer de coupage. Oh, of course. Yes. I don't know why I forgot about that. Um. um yeah. Nice. I really enjoyed um, the Mister Banks. He had a Fruit Loop hazy. Yeah. Uh, I don't. Is that cereal based? Yeah, I think you just put Fruit Loops in there. Okay. Uh, I don't right, know if yeah. they did anything. Uh, it was the first beer that I got. And I'm like, I'm getting the most obnoxious beer here. Yeah. And if you know Chris from Mr. Banks, who we both really like, has made it, then of course I'm you know probably going to enjoy it. And I did for sure. I've had a couple of Mr. Banks beers lately that like I probably wouldn't have bought them from many other brewers, and maybe. Fun and good, yeah. Nice. I probably couldn't tell you what they were if I had to, but um, you can guess what sort of beer it was, though, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I guess shout out to Fixation for putting on a really, really good event. Uh, just, you know, you 75 bucks, you, you get all the all the drinks that you can. Really, you know, really thoughtful, good people there pouring really, really fun beers, so. Yeah. I can't believe I could, I can't remember what I was doing, but I was, Got it to not be able to go. It would have been so good. Um, what sort of, were there any like odd choices for, I mean, there never is these days, but like, was there anything like a little bit left field that you thought was cool? 
other than a Fruit Loops beer. <laughs> Sure, yeah. That's not left field anymore. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, no, no, all very much in, in that world between Hazy and, and Fruit Loops. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah, you know. That classic the, beer world, yeah. The normal beer world now. Uh, and, and I think I've, I've said this before, I'm really bad at tasting beer in that kind of yeah. exciting environment. I can't imagine anyone can be that good at it, really. Yeah. Especially, like, with a lot of hops going on. Mm, mm. Um, you just gotta have you gotta have fun in the moment, and then like just say, had a good time. Yeah. Don't ask specific questions. Yeah. Um, afterwards, we went to Heartbreaker and Lindsay, who uh, from America, decided to buy me something that she used to drink in her hometown. Must be like a college boilermaker, which was a Jamison and a Miller High Life. Yeah. Never had a Miller High Life before. Champagne of beers. Uh, What's that's in the. It comes in the clear bottle, right? Yeah, yeah. So, Shotty well, Jamison. Why? Of beers? why? Yeah. I think that's just their tagline. Okay, like the king of beers. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But it's super effervescent. Um, and after a day of, you know, hazies oh, and drinking. I can imagine, yeah. So, that a would quick, be exactly what you'd make, yeah. A quick shot, and then I downed that. Like, I wasn't trying to down it, but I downed it very quickly. Um, but I said to her, she said, oh, that's normally like $6 where I'm from. The, the combo of the shot and the beer. Yeah. I'm like, what did you, what did it cost you today? And she said, $22. I was going to say 25 is a big joke, but yeah, it's <laughs> ridiculous. So is the, is the garbage version of Boilermakers in America, like just the, a low quality shot, the low quality beer and you shot the beer, I uh, shot the shot and then drink the beer? I think that's just the original version of a Boilermaker. Is that right? Yeah. And we've really like messed with it and made it a fun tasting experience. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I think I think both are great. Yeah, sure. I, I remember when I was, you know, pre-knowing anything about beer, when I knocked off from work and went down, I worked at a pub and then knocked off and went to the next pub, I'd get a bourbon and coke and a beer at the same time and think like, oh my God, I'm, I'm reinventing That'd the- a genius, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, it was a good a good way to start the evening. I can sort of see the logic in that, even, like, with my current palate. I mean, like, the Coke makes me my skin crawl, but, like, the only thing that would cut through that is, like, a bland, clean lager, though. Yeah, yeah. I might try it this weekend. No, I'm not going to try it this weekend. <laughs> Next time you're in a, a pub that you just clearly see has no beer that you're Next, really excited about. Yeah. Bourbon and Coke. Or next time... Uh, Boat Rocker release, um, Crown Cola. Yep. Yeah, I'll grab a some sort of pale lager to have with that. You're making it too complicated on yourself, Dave. Yeah, true that. All right. Um, any, any comments from the uh, chat that you... Hmm. Uh, Smalley has been talking about wanting to head up to the high country for a beer. And like, no, it doesn't seem like anyone's been there, but I've got a few recommendations there so i've just been recommending going a little bit out of the way and seeing black dog depending on what time you go up there i mean james booth is a legend and he'll like if he knows you're there he'll st- drop whatever he's doing which is almost a one-man operation for a brewery winery um and take you through whatever he's got going on have a chat to you he's a real he's a real gentleman but just a good place i never want to stay in his hair too long um it's got a winery and a farm. Yeah, uh, and 
but a good place to like it's pretty much if you're going to the high country from melbourne it's pretty much on your way it's just in it's like just in glen rowan so it's sort of just before you turn to go uh, towards brighton beechworth and whatnot you can just go off the beaten path just a little bit and um buy a bottle of wine or some, some takeaway beers and you're onto a winner nice He's one of the few guys that I've seen that is using the, you know, the um, the Drift grape? Yeah. He just, like, I don't know too many local wineries that are making it just a Drift vintage wine. Uh, they're normally being used to accent because it's a huge, it's like a, a super Shiraz, essentially. Um, so, like, lots of places around there are using it to, like, just accent a few wines, a few blends. But, like, yeah, he's making, like, a real, real... Um, big bastard of a drift and it's uh it's great so you've never stayed in rutherglen for very long no is that popular that's all you get oh i was under the impression that it was a relative like that that grape in the region was just hitting the maturity where it's being no, used well at all no that's certainly um every winery within 30k of right. rutherglen will, will be doing a, a drift Right. Uh, to varying, you know, intensity. Some of them are like basically port, big, chewy, yep. sweet, spicy. Others are quite light, um, not super, you know, not, not light Pinot level, but, you know, quite vibrant and fruity. Uh, so, yeah, I didn't, when we, because we were up there over Christmas time, didn't know anything about Derif. You know, it's just something I've never really come across and a bit of a crash course and, oh, crap, this is everything. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah, fair enough. Um, and what were the ones that you tried like? Were they more of the bold? We did bold a selection. Profiles? We did some of the old school ones. Uh, I can't remember any names. As I said, not a details guy yeah. uh, of the old school ones, but the, the newer kind of lighter ones, Valhalla wines, which you might see around here. They've got kind of a nice V on the, on the front. Mm-hmm. Really, really fun. We bought a couple of bottles of that. Yeah, nice. Um, the other one was Scion, a kind of a modern, um, you know, really clean-looking design, really kind of clean-looking brewery, really like, uh, really nice tasting room, really just cool place. Uh, like if you're ever in that region and you're going to one winery, I recommend. That'll be the one to go with. Nice. Yeah, um, particularly if it's kind of a, you know, it's not a busy weekend or something. I imagine they get pretty crazy. Sure. Um, but we just had a really nice kind of one-on-one tasting and it was it was awesome. Yeah, nice. I remember we bought a – I can't remember what year we went, but we bought a bottle of the 2016 Jurif and just like tucked it away for a while. And then during uh, during COVID, I like just – I braised some beef just all day. Mm. And um, I was like, I reckon maybe we'll just – maybe we'll bust that out tonight while we have this. And it was magic. It was so good. Yeah, nice. Yeah, it's an interesting, uh, interesting grape. Um, when we kind of realised that that was mostly what we're getting, we were like, "Ah, uh, it's a lot for summertime, Christmas." You know? Sure, definitely. Uh, but yeah, once once we kind of got a handle on it and got used to it, and um, there's a couple of producers up there making some really good sparkling as well. So uh, yeah, it was really good. Um. I've got a little recommendation from around there if you're, you're visiting. Yeah. Uh, Hurdle Creek Gin. Have you yeah, been there? That's, yeah, I have. It's really good. It's a yeah. real, like, uh, grassroots operation. 
and depending on who you get there um, for service can be a different experience. If it's the, uh, uh, I shouldn't. Anyway, if it's yeah, anyway, you can get a varying level of um, of service when you go there, but uh, different kinds of gins and like really, really tasty. Um, we had a they had a new staff member who's just started as a learning to make gin. Uh, I didn't meet the the founder who used to be a brewer apparently, and he well, maybe that's the guy that I have um, that I had the encounter with. Yeah, it was very positive, but okay. he's a character. Yeah, Absolute yeah, character. yeah. Um, he used to brew somewhere, and he, he the the guy I was talking to couldn't couldn't tell me where, but I was really curious to learn to know. Yeah, right, interesting. We got um, I bought an aniseed gin, which is a flavor that you don't really see coming out a lot from places, but gee, like with a in, like a intensive profile as gin has, it kind of makes quite a lot of sense. Mm. Um, I just I've just brought up the comments on my phone. My eyesight's not good enough to really get in there on the black screen on my computer. That is a, not a bad idea. Uh, I just saw that Daniel said visit to Beechworth was somewhat bittersweet because the Chevalier saison is coming to an end. That no is more. sad. That was a uh, flagship of the industry for many many years. I can tell you where I first tasted that, Dave. Tell me. Uh, the first good beer week. Mm-hmm. 2011, upstairs at the local tap house. Yeah, we were going to Ale Stars to see James Watt from uh, Brewdog. Yeah, I can remember so many details, but the the big one from Brewdog uh, speak about uh, Brewdog and and you know do a Ale Stars and it was super exciting uh, and. I came away from that night. I mean, at the time, came away with you know, really, really uh, loving my Brewdog spears at the time. Were they're still really good? They were okay. like, but they were cutting edge, though. Yeah, hardcore yeah. IPA was just like whoa. That was a mind blower. I wonder what that'd be like these days. It'd be too sweet, I imagine. But like, I wonder if a fresh hardcore it still rules. I can't remember if they sent they sent me some a mixed case recently. Yeah, yeah, right. I don't think hardcore was in there. Um, Punk IPA was stunning. Yeah, just, just and that stunning. sort of ha- has never not been. Yeah. Um, but yeah, upstairs I had a, a Bridge Road Saison and that was my first ever Saison. And I was just like, I need to know more about this. Yeah. What is this? Yeah. I can't think of exactly... I think I got a... It might have been... In the early days of the Beer Writers Guild, we did these like ridiculous beer dinners at the Courthouse Hotel... And it might have been there where I had some pretty fantastic paired uh, paired dish with um, with the Chevalier Saison, and a great—I mean, a great a great all-round food pairing that works in so many situations. I've just realised we've never had uh, Ben from Bridge Road on the show. That's true, and that's probably a big oversight because it's an um, oversight. But I mean, they really contain their operations locally so he's not out often he comes to good beer week events obviously um but he's not he's not in town a lot um and he's not pushing for expansion into different markets a lot but surely in the time that we've been um been doing the show you'd think we would have had him on though right i've mentioned it to him we've both talked about it numerous times and after so you know it was me and him sort of organising the the 
stuff at High Country Hop for the the talks back and forth. So I've I've talked to him a lot recently. So I think we're overdue. Um, he's been in Austria for a year. Yeah. On sabbatical. Um, I'm sure he's got a lot of interesting things to say. Definitely. Also, just talking about Bridge Road would be like a pretty pretty wild tale because they've got a different story to most breweries. Like everyone's trying to push in to different markets. He's just like, nah, dude, I'll do weird. I'll do weird Brett beers just here, just, just here. And then be like nationally regarded. <laughs> I think he's, I'm pretty sure he's in, I mean, they were in the US for a while um, through Shelton Brothers, which is no longer right. there. I don't mean, I, I can't imagine they were doing big volume in there. Um, but I'm sure you could probably pick it up through, um, maybe I've seen it in Singapore or somewhere, I feel like. Yeah, so, right. And that's probably something that we might not realise is how many Australian breweries are sneaking up into Asia. Uh, well, not sneaking up, but <laughs> I guess they've got no reason to tell us about it. Um, but yeah, in those markets. But And I, I guess Ben's are probably a good one to talk about all that. I'm sure, yeah. Just, ah, oh, the perspective would be crazy. Uh, speaking forever, of, as far as the scene's con, uh, concerned, yeah. Speaking of someone with uh, interesting perspectives, uh, I've got Azaka Hop from, single hop from uh, Akasha. Azaka from Akasha, which I'm excited to drink. Well, you, yeah, you were on the show with Dave from Akasha, weren't you? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was yeah, a good was one. Good. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't going to drink two beers, but I drank that beer yeah. so quick. I'm like, well, I've, luckily I bought a backup. Very, very wise. What sort of, is it just like a, just an American IPA? Yeah, single hop IPA. Uh, 6%, that sort of level? Yeah, West Coasty in colour. I guess probably a little yeah. bit darker than... A little bit dark. Yep. Oh, well, maybe it's just the light in here. Could be. Uh, Dave, speaking of IPAs, have you seen that Voodoo Ranger has launched in Australia? Mate, I don't even know what that means. So New Belgium, uh, mm-hmm. the, the highly regarded uh, brewery now owned by Lion mm-hmm. under Little World Brewery. So Little Creatures technically bought them. But um, I guess New Belgium are, are probably, in terms of breweries in Australia, closer to Stone and Wood than anything else. Yeah. Uh, and, and in terms of their very good friends, Stone and Wood have openly sort of said we've stole these ideas from New Belgium in terms of staff retention and you know um, plan, like they did the they both did a uh, shareholder what's that called again ESOP employee shareholder ownership program mm-hmm. uh, New Belgium did that um, you know they were very uh, yeah Stone and Wood is, is the exact comparison then that New Belgium were bought by Lion um after. And I mean, like, it might be a flimsy comparison, but like, uh, Pacific Ale could be the pale fat tire. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. A, a brewery that that really had a strong, strong flagship that was loved. Yeah. Um, and then backing that up with strong environmental credentials and strong, uh, you know, team credentials. Uh. But yeah, they sold to Lion, was that last year, year before? Anyway. Oh, who knows, yeah. So they've got the Voodoo Ranger sub-brand, which has always been a bit of a weird one. I don't know, it's, there's kind of a story behind it, and it's this skeleton guy who's like a cowboy ranger thing. 
and he's the Voodoo Ranger, and it's the IPA kind of spin-off, right. kind of like a fixation would be. Sure. Uh, so now it's owned by Lion, and they've launched fix. Uh, they've launched Voodoo Ranger in Australia, and the marketing campaign has been awful. Really? Just and I, you know, talk to me about it. Come on, tell me all about it. They're they're kind of doing this. The the whole it's centered around. Australia has given America ACDC. Uh, I already hate it. Okay. Crocodile yep. Dundee and Chris Hemsworth. So now we're giving you something back. This disruptive corpse ranger who's a bit edgy and. Okay. Uh, it's just mind bogglingly bad. And I don't get it. <laughs> and uh, part of me, I'm, I'm kind of stuck on why they chose ACDC and Crocodile Dundee. Like, they're not current. <laughs> it feels at like all. they didn't really like expand on it. It's not 1995. <laughs> yeah, we have other cultural things. Well, yeah. I uh, I suggested yeah. I suggested on Twitter they, and I know this is not current, but get Daryl Braithwaite to give them you know give him some money, play the song Horses, get the yeah. Ranger to ride in on a horse. And. DB would love that. He, oh. I don't want to say he's shameless, but that's the way it comes across, yeah. Um, they've also been sending out freebies. And look, maybe I've got a chip on my shoulder. I didn't get a freebie. I just got the press release. Uh, but I saw... So, I mean, but, I mean, just doing, just figuring it out in my head, the Voodoo Ranger IPA, is it, is that, does that brand have a flagship within itself? It's just got, so it's got the one IPA. And again, it's right. probably similar to Fixation. The Voodoo Ranger IPA is yeah. the IPA. And then it's got, hazy and sure fruited versions. but the Voodoo ranger i imagine is like six percent probably more firm than other ipas but not anywhere near other further ipas so it's funny to have this wild man outlaw ghost skeleton telling you how edgy he is or he's probably nudging into the softer end of the market right yeah and look by all accounts I mean, in the US, it's that brand has gone massive. Uh, one of the biggest, uh, I can't remember the stats, but they, they kind of talked talked it up in the press release, and I, I looked it up, and yeah, they're they right. They're um, maybe the biggest selling IPA in the US now. Uh, I sort of get it, because you know what I've realized, and I couldn't tell you when or where, but if you're heading for the chunky, like the thick end of the bell, right? Skull. If you've got a skull, you're pinpointing right in there. I've, I'm... I reckon that's an attractive, it's an attractive image for the masses, I reckon. Well, I mean, the Isle of Time logo is a skull in a way. Exactly. And I'm, I'm on record exactly. of saying I love skulls. I don't love the execution of this particular skull. Uh, I reckon I couldn't tell you how many times in that brief two-year period maybe not even that remember when we saw piston head lager yeah around the and that's just a black can with a skull in it and that's the only thing people were going for i'm sure i like that beer but like i don't think i ever had it it's but pretty, it's pretty good the brand like the branding rules standard german lager i'm pretty sure but like yeah black can white skull come on um i want to look it up right now actually the yeah, and, and look, it's, pro- it's, so it's brewed under license here now. So I at um, Geelong or at, at West. I can't remember, but 
uh, you know, that seems like they're going to make it be making a good push. And they they sent press releases out. They sent samples out quite widely, and they also sent uh, swag out quite widely. So people uh, got a hat, a ranger hat, and a little voodoo ranger bobblehead guy. Um, how how gutted were you to not miss to, to not get get that little pack? Oh, honestly, fine to be honest. Yeah, okay. Um, All right, so six point eight percent. Dan Murphy's has got it for a twenty-two dollar four pack. Okay. Could be a little pricey. Yeah, that's. I mean, what does Dan Murphy's have stomping ground hop stomper for? Which is kind of my my. That's my yeah. fridge beer of the moment. Well, I think that comes in a six pack if I'm not much mistaken, and that would be twenty-five ninety-five for a six pack of hop stomper. Hop stomper. That's what I'm going for. Definitely. I would try it once to see what it's like, unless it's like a mind blower. I mean, Hop Stomper is a, is a mind blower. So, um, I think one of the concerns here as well, um, I've got a menu next to me from West Westwood, a new place. Look at that. It's matching the color of our screen on YouTube. Oh, look at that. Perfect. A uh, new place here in Footscray. And they've got a stack of taps, all contracted Lion. Um, and Panhead XBA is is the the tap that you know we'd probably go for, yep. knowing they're all fresh. Uh, and I've gone for Panhead XBA in that situation before, and you can tell it's a bit chewy. It's a little bit stale. Uh, it's probably not as good as if you're having it near Panhead, even though it's brewed locally, because you know it's not moving through the taps as much as the Coopers, the Furphy. You know. Definitely. So you know the Voodoo Ranger's got a lot of work to. You know, th- those kind of beers we know, a little bit of age, they get so much more pronounced in terms of chewiness. Yeah, and- I mean, Goose IPA wasn't a barn burner. That had that exact problem, I'd reckon. I mean, that's did, that's gone for a different market. It was a bit, it was lower percentage, but like, man, you're going to want to be moving kegs of Voodoo Ranger to make it, um, showing what it's supposed to be like. Mm, mm. Uh, yeah, inter- interesting play anyway. it's I mean... I'm saying that while I'm also on this menu, there's, there's Brooklyn uh, Lager and Bel Air, and, and they go great. Um, sure, the but they also make more sense. I, they have to do less work, I think, than an IPA because um, they're going to taste pretty consistent for a lot longer. Has an IPA, a straight West Coast or, or American-style IPA ever made it big enough in this market to warrant a huge launch like this? Hmm. They tried with Goose. Uh, but even locally, like, you know, Fixation is obviously gets a lot of tap points, but I don't know if it's crossed over to the market that they're aiming for with Voodoo Ranger. Yeah, no, I don't, don't know about that. Um, none that come to mind anyway. It also, it further uh, underlines your, maybe one of your favorite statements that IPA is not over. It hasn't really happened yet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I think we've we've skipped that, and the XBA and the Hazies are just setting people's world on fire. Yeah, and that makes, um, and that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think it's it's cool. Uh, yeah. Also, interestingly, um, just looking at this menu, Coopers. It reminded me. Speaking of marketing, you see, Coopers have a Dunlop Volley collab. I mean, I don't know. This is the first time hearing about it, but I'm thinking that's pretty sick. I, I don't know what that means, but yes. It's the, it's the third 
Dunlop Colivo, Volley, sorry, Dunlop Volley collab in the last four months. Uh, VB did one. Oh, I thought you meant the third Cooper's Dunlop Volley collab. No. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, so there's been VB, there's been Ma, oh, Vegemite, sorry, and now Cooper's. Cooper's is the only one I'd really be into, I think. The VB one, I don't know the VB, so the, Ma, the Vegemite ones. God, I'm all over the shop. The Vegemite ones actually look legitimately pretty cool because they're black with yellow. Yeah, red okay. kind of trim. I just assume that'll be white. That's that's pretty cool. Uh, um, although, <clears throat> wouldn't would there be more juice with the Coopers one? Because uh, are they still sponsoring the Australian Open? No, I think that I don't think that. Oh right, it. okay. Because that could. You know, it's wait, it's specifically uh, Coopers XBA. Oh, it's not not even Coopers Pale. No. Which is a strange choice. Yeah, I definitely think so. Anyway, I guess they know better than us. Yeah. That was a bit salty. Um, now, we're circling back to Good Beer Week. We kind of yeah. talked about it. We didn't finish talking about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you... S- oh, we, when we've got an event. We do. Let's have a Tues- look. Tuesday Deep. night. What uh, are you tell me what, what, what we are categorized as. Geek, surely, right? Yeah, we're in beer geek. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, have you got it up, Dave? I'm looking Search. for it, so cover us until I find it. Okay. Uh, I mean, I, I what's it called? I put it in. <laughs> it's called it's, it's called West Island Vibes. Oh, so that the catfish awesome, they're yeah. doing the pine of origin for New Zealand, uh, like they did last yeah. year. Um, yeah. The plan was to have New Zealand brewers. I don't think that's going to happen. So we'll get New Zealand adjacent Are you sure? people because international guests is one of the hashtags. <laughs> oh really? I that, I might have ticked that back in 2019. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> which is so long ago. <laughs> I'll, I'll quietly go in. And, no international guests. We'll get like Phil Cook will be there from New right. Zealand. Cool. I'm from New Zealand. Yeah. I mean, uh, we might we yeah. might get Lindsay on board. She's from. America by way of New Zealand. I love all you guys, but that's a stretch for international guests, I think. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we don't exactly know who we're going to have guests. Um, I know that Adam from Garage Project is committed uh, in lieu of Joss, but if Joss can make it, uh, maybe we can get Joss along. I know Joss would – well, I'm assuming Joss is champing at the bit to get yeah. out of New Zealand given that I guy wants just, to travel. just toss Adam aside and go see you at the next one. I'd love to get both. Yeah, that's right. yeah, Adam's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Adam Holiday, the the uh, garage project. I'm not sure of his title, but sales guy, mm-hmm. the guy. Yeah, uh, um, that's maybe on the Adam Tuesday and night. Rocky, is that possible? Do you think? Well, I don't know if Rocky's allowed in pubs after the he was featured on the ABC News as being a bad dog in pubs. What if he's uh, an official guest? Look, we'll, we'll have to take that up with the. I think it's Yarra Council there. Or maybe Melbourne City can... Anyway, it's not sure. important. Anyway, that's going to be on Tuesday the 18th of May uh, between yep. 7 and 9 for uh, our live show. But obviously, Pine of Origins is going to be a week-long event. Yeah, yeah. Come along to that. Um, we'll be prizes. We'll probably see if other people want to join us from around the Isle of Time universe and get some brewers and friends along. And I don't know, Our live shows are always a lot of fun. So, they are. Uh, Giveaways, you... You better believe it. Yeah, the giveaway. I like how giveaways are completely unorganized. I mean, well, like everything we do. Planned on the night. Is yeah. that what you mean? Yeah. We just, if you yell <laughs> something out that we enjoy, you get a prize. Um, it's actually <laughs> a, 
that works, yeah. There's a competing event that I was actually asked to oh, host and I can't it. do it. That's pretty funny. Um, the great IPA debate at Fixation. We've no, got... That actually would have been a pretty pretty good one to have, yeah. Yeah, so you've got Fixation, Akasha, Hawkers, Two Birds, Hop Nation and Range. Mm-hmm. All debating the merits of hazy versus clean IPA. All right. Cool. Uh, in, a, in a bit of a, you know, incredibly tongue-in-cheek. Of course. Um, pa- going to get too heated over it, yeah. Blue Bonnet Barbecue doing the, the food there. So that's going to be a ripper as well. Tell you what, I was just spied. What are you spied? Uh, May 22 and 23, Garage Project Milk Bar at Falco Bakery. Yeah, that's going to be sick. Hell yes. Um, the other one that I was quite keen to shout out, uh, Otter's Promise, our friend Dan, uh, Barrel Share with Hop Nation and Bakery Hill. So, Oh, yes. So they I did that Good Beer Week 2019 where they did beer in the whiskey barrel, then whiskey in the beer barrel. And I think they've kept that going in some form to this year. So it's now two years later. Uh, so we can you know, try, try the, the maturing spirit in beer. So that's an oddest promise here. That's a freebie yeah. on... That's going to be on this Saturday the 15th, midday till late, free entry. Head down to Otter's Promise. I think I might try and get along to that. It's been a while since I've been to Otter's Promise. And, uh, I love I love the bar. It's such a, such a good place that Dan's built there. So I think that'll be a good one. For sure. Yeah, that sounds fun. All right, I like that. He is competing on the 15th with Woods of the North, which is very close to your house, Dave. Uh, and I went last good beer week, whatever that means these days, 2019? 2019. 2019. And it, oh, it's a ripper. If anyone doesn't know what that is, it's um, all things um, wood-related, essentially. Um, and that obviously means beer, spirits, uh, barrel-aging, everything, um, Barrel aged pickles, I think they had last time. Yeah, I think they're, they're doing, doing barrel aged pickles again. Pickleback's again. Yeah. Um, I think uh, they barrel aged their pickle because they have a they have a regular um, pickleback option at the Three Ravens Bar, and I mean Brendan's never one to do things uh, in a regular way in that kind of uh, fermentation aspect, so. I think he's got like a bunch of different uh, barrel-aged pickle juices as well. Um, so it's, yeah, crazy fun. It's it's beer spirits and cocktails. Uh, I'll tell you what, I'm prepared to say I'm going to be there. So um, sorry, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> it is um, tough. It's very, um, very close to my house and it's it rules. Last time, so there... Uh, their mantra with the event was if it's being uh, displayed, it's got to be barrel-aged or wood-related, essentially. And so they had barrel-aged water to uh, hydrate people in how's, 2019. How's the barrel-aged water? I mean, actually, great. <laughs> At the risk of sounding ridiculous, it kind of was like it was sparkling, but the barrel-aged gave it just a little mossy back into there and then it was just like refreshing water yeah it does sound like a lot of fun i'd like to yeah. i'd like to um speaking Deep fried of barrel aged feta balls come on come on <laughs> who's not going to be there barrel yeah. aged sauces please uh speaking of wood related things 
some of the beers I've been most impressed with recently have been the Stomping Ground Into, Into the, the Wood, Wood series. Have you had any of them recently? I haven't had one since whatever the first one was. Um, I've I been had, looking for them and I haven't, I haven't found them. I had one behind me. I was chatting to Steve from Stomping Ground recently and he said, he asked me if I'd had the Flanders red they did. And I said, no, I haven't. And he said, I'll send you one. And it was great. So good. Really just, you know, imagine the nicest Flanders red you've had. And that's, wow. that's that. I only just realized now that the wood is the wood, as in Collingwood. That's pretty clever. Yeah, yeah I knew that all, all, all along. Oh, I'm not saying I'm... <laughs> no, uh, I, I didn't know that uh, at all. Yeah. Oh, okay. I've only yeah. just got that. <laughs> Um, so they're doing a uh, barrel-aged event on the Monday night? Monday the 17th, 7 till 10. Uh, yes. Sample a variety of beers between 2020 and 2021. Uh, that'll be a lot of that'll fun. That'll be a bit of an educational fun uh, night, I think. Uh, that'll be good. Um, the other one I, I wanted to mention, oh, there's wine. I think that's going to sell out pretty quickly. Uh, wine All right, by uh, Brewer beer by a winemaker at uh, Molly Rose. Uh, we went to the last one they did for, for 2019 and it was so good. You know, there was beer from Wildflower, there was wine that Nick from Molly Rose had made, there was beer that his partner, who's a winemaker, had made. Everything we had, there was moments where I'm like, I don't really care if this is beer or wine. Yeah. I don't really care what, who made it, I just know this is... It's going to be... It's delicious. Trick, yeah. Yeah. Um, really, really cool. And, you know, Molly Rose are a long-term favourite of ours. So, yeah, I think that'll be a good one. Nice. I'm just going to have a little quick look at good times to see what's going on with good times. Okay, I've got a couple more to shout out. Um, there's a, uh, our friends Upflow, also on the 15th of May. If you're with someone that doesn't like to or doesn't drink or, or wants a break or you want to have a break, they're doing a, a dinner with Henry Sugar. Uh, which is kind of a, I think, vegetarian vegan place here yeah. in Melbourne, and it's a lunch. Sorry, um, so it's non-alcoholic beer uh, with some vegan or vegetarian food, uh, and a lot of native ingredients is the plan. So I reckon that's going to be interesting for creative pairings and stuff you haven't tasted before. Nice, yeah, that would be definitely. Um, one's caught my eye here: uh, life drawing with beer at the Cherry Tree Hotel. Sunday the 6th of May, 3 to 4, free entry. That's a different one. Yeah. Uh, if, you haven't, if you haven't seen Life Drawing on the website, go look it up. Uh, that picture of Toby is a stunner. <laughs> um, what did I just see then? Oh, uh, it was a huge amount of fun in 2019. The um, brewery brawl at Moondog. Um, gee, it was... It was a good time. Uh, I could definitely recommend for just just fun. That's a good one. That was the only event that I've ever seen my friend Jimmy, who's straight edge. Uh, I don't think he actually calls himself straight edge, but he's he's a dude that loves punk rock and doesn't drink or smoke or do any drugs. So uh, I guess that's straight edge. But yeah, I bumped into him at a beer beer event. I was like, oh, that's that's awesome. That's so funny. Uh, that's good. He just loves wrestling. Uh, at Moondog Original this year in Abbotsford. Is it? Yeah. How is that going to work? Where, what space is that going to go in? Don't know, but yeah, yeah. wrestling, Moondog, that was a good time. What, what yeah, was, was that? 
That one is on uh, Saturday the 15th as well, 7 to 11. Jam-packed. Yeah, big. So they're using the old production brewery. Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of space in there. A lot of things to jump off. Um, Any more that you've grabbed your eye there, Dave? I I haven't been to it in a long time, but... um, I imagine that the Abbey Calabi is still a good night. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, that's raising money for children's Collingwood Farm. But, I mean, just also three, they're not strange bedfellows, but Mountain Goat, Moondog, Matilda Bay all bring something quite different. And I think that that you know, works. You know what annoys me about that event every year? And I guess I don't, I don't want to speak out of turn because obviously I'm very much involved in this. Sure. But I'm going to. <laughs> but they call it Matilda Bay to up their credentials. Yeah, they haven't always, have they? Yeah, they got, I'm pretty sure they have always called it Matilda Bay. And yeah, right. I don't know. I'm more interested if they, because like, so it's Abbey Calabi and Abbotsford, Calabbotsford. Yeah. So CUB headquarters or the main breweries in Abbotsford. Yeah. Matilda Bay, I don't even think has ever been brewed there. Really? I couldn't tell you, but I think it gives it more appeal if it's sold as CUB. Yeah, yeah. Like, let the, you know, let the Carlton United Brewers out to play with Moondog. Yeah, and it just, like, it's sort of, maybe not anymore, but, like, five years ago, it really, like, highlighted three very different stages of the industry uh, Mm. or spectrums of the industry. Um, And it still does, I guess, but... I, I, I guess back then it made sense to do it with Matilda Bay because we were, you know, the, the audience was still pretty, uh, pretty like, oh, I can't has believe it you're doing it. Has Matilda as Matilda Bay the whole time? Yeah, pretty sure. Okay. Um, but yeah, I feel like the industry's mature enough to be okay with brewers from Carlton United brewing there. Yeah. Anyway, I sort of is the appeal. Anyway, yeah, we've probably yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, that yeah. it's really just uh, splitting hairs. It is, isn't it? Uh, I'm interested in this section. Talk to me about Active Beers. Active Beers is a Bridge Road. Well, they've been on this, talked talk about a lot tonight. Yeah. It's a Bridge Road initiative. Uh, they wanted to put some, highlight some of the you know, events that are going to get you moving. Um, you know, they're not so much, they're not like, they're not all mountain biking or, or rock climbing. Some of them are, you know, the scavenger hunts that we do where you're, you're at least kind of getting out of your seat, moving. Yep round somewhere uh and that's fun yeah there's like scavenger hunty sort of things yeah absolutely so there's a few things in there they're doing one with urban surf uh which is the new wave park here in melbourne which oh yeah nice uh i think that's really cool that we that we've got a beer event there um they're doing one at the trugo club the footscray trugo club you ever been there before Uh, look dave i might be just the you might be in the photo on the, on the website? I was going to say, I, I might have the highest average for the Trugo Club in the Trugo League, but I don't. I've realised that from, from our team, I do. For the other team, there's a couple of, I think two guys ahead of me that are Mate, some pretty big scores. I'm taking down. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so we're going to do that at the Trugo Club. It's going to be like a social day. Come on down. Uh, play a weird niche sport in Footscray. Uh, Hop Nation are going to jump on board with some prizes and some beers. Uh, and I just actually haven't put updated the, the actual event yet, but Upflow, speaking of them, 
got in touch and they asked if we want some uh, alcohol-free beer for the event as well, Perfect. which I absolutely do. So, um, yep. yeah, we're going to play a weird sport, drink some beers, dog-friendly. Uh, Hop Nation have their dog event that day as well in Footscray. Yeah, that's cool. So we, I'd love to organise a courtesy bus or something between the two venues and saying, you know, bring your dog down to Trugo, head to to Hop Nation. Uh, don't know if I can, I don't know, there's no budget for this event here. <laughs> um, but we'll see what we can do. That's cool. I see, uh, I don't, it's the first that I'm noticing it, but they call it annual. So it must have before, the uh, annual Burnley Beer Decathlon. Yeah, that's, I think, look, this might be a stretch in active beers. Sure, but it sounds like a fun time. Yeah, it absolutely does. Um, I know that they do physical events like, yep. um, you know, putting together a, a taken apart keg coupler or something like that. Um, you know, one person, so it's a quiz, but there's events that are a bit more hands-on and quizzy. Sure. Uh, and oh, yeah, Burnley yeah. make delicious beer, so it'll be a- right. Cans of the tan sounds pretty good too. Just if you complete a lap of the tan, you'll get yourself a can. Hey, I love sure. a simple concept. Yeah, I mean, if also if you're looking to um, get a few runs on the board before going to another beer event in the day, then you can just get a little kickstart. Get those cans at the tan. Uh, any more, Dave? We're gonna. I think we're ready to wrap up. Yeah, uh, I'm sure there's plenty more. But I've got some breaking I've, news. Also, got a couple from each uh, section there. Break the news, dude! Come on. Uh, Daniel Red has just said that expressions of interest for Bendigo on the hop are now open. That is August, last weekend of August, I think it is. Uh, what an amazing event! I don't think I can do it. I will be up in Sunshine Coast for the BrewCon, but uh, if you can get to Bendigo that weekend if you're a brewery wanting to get to Bendigo put an expression of interest because that's a it's one of Australia's great beer events I reckon I haven't been but when we had when we were up there for that show with Trev it's sort of like you, you, it was abundantly clear that the energy and the vibe is right for a beer festival there so um, mm. that sounds really good August did you say? yeah last I think it's last weekend of August uh, Dan's probably correcting me in the comments now while he does that, I'm just reaching back to get this book. Uh, I haven't actually had a chance to read it, but from uh, Matt King, who writes for Crafty Pint. Yep. Uh, I, I think we've had a beer with him at the Wheat Sheaf. Were you there with We me? did, yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, really lovely guy. I really like Matt King. He's put out a comic book, uh, The Chronicles of Nelson Smart, Beer Connoisseur slash Geek. Um, oh, it's not a comic book, sorry. It's a. I thought it was a it's comic. A book. Yeah. This is, he sent it to me ages ago, and I've just been quite chaotic and trying to not do as much beer stuff with all the good beer week stuff going on so of course um quick confirmation dan's worded us up 28th is on the hop 28th bendigo on the hop um i'm looking forward to reading this over easter thanks to matt for sending this uh chronicles of nelson smart i think he's the beer king on oh god this is i should be a details person dave you should be but wait does he have his twitter handle if you Google the Chronicles of Nelson Smart, I'm sure uh, there'll be an interview on the Crafty Pint with him. Uh, yeah, shout out to anyone doing trying to, to make a thing in the beer space. Definitely. Oh well, that's the end of our beer thing.
Yeah. Uh, I wanted to quickly talk to you afterwards about our collab brew with Three Ravens because for patrons, we'll be probably announcing a little day that you can come and pick up your beers, maybe even help us hand label them. It's not really a prize. Maybe it is. Yeah. <laughs> Give us some money and then you can Actually, come down and do the work. Your very own beer. Yeah, yeah. Um, we'll do that at Three Ravens one day. Uh, I'll let you know, Dave, after this, when it's going to be, to see if you can do it with us. Or Very we have good. To go a different day. Um, oh, I had something else to shout out. Oh, there's three people. So I, I put a comment in our last podcast that was like, does anyone ever read these, these descriptions of the podcasts in iTunes? And three people replied. Yep. Uh, I still owe them beer. Oh, I see. Uh, I said, if you read this, I'll send you a beer. Uh, I've got beers for you. I just need to... I might make that an Easter plan. Um, and that's the same with Dave Clouton, who... Or Dave Clouton. I never know if I say that right. Uh, who won the Gab Sweep. I still owe him beer and hot sauce. The beer is fermenting... Oh, sorry. The hot sauce is fermenting as we speak. Progress. I like it. Uh, so, yeah. We've got stuff going out. And, yeah. Fantastic. All right. Thanks, everyone, for joining us in the chat that did. Uh, Dave, internet. You heard of internet. it? Yeah, you heard uh, of this? Oh, it's around. I don't mm. really bother myself with it too much, but it's, I've heard of it, though. It's mostly about a ship stuck in a canal these days. That's what I'm, yeah, definitely. I mean, symbolically, it's always about a ship stuck in a canal, I guess. It's always some kind of ship stuck in some canal. And if people want to email you on that about that metaphor, davealofatime.com, I'll unpack it. I'll unpack the hell out of it. Send me an email. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. Uh, Luke at Ale of a Time, aleofatime.com, at Ale of a Time, everywhere. Hypothetical Institute in your podcasting apps for conspiracy stuff. Very good. Thanks, everyone. See ya.